Liven up your next outdoor party with Orca's Teeny and Barrel Drinkware. They're perfect for pool parties, the beach, or sitting by the fire pit. The Teeny is a stainless steel martini cup that keeps your drink icy cold for hours and comes in a variety of gorgeous colors and designs unique to Orca. The stainless steel barrel tumbler looks like you're drinking out of an oak wood cask. Perfect for whiskey lovers. Go to orcacoolers.com and use promo code 15 for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com, promo code 15. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, the war has begun. And so has My Hero Academia Season 6. There's plenty of stuff to talk about, and we can't wait to do it. But first, these ads that we have no control over. Stuck at home with allergies or a cold? Need a prescription refilled? We're here for that. Get access to virtual urgent care fast from home through the free Doctors Care app. Our expert providers are online to help you seven days a week and can see patients ages three years and older. And there's no cost at the time of your visit with insurance. See a provider in minutes. Visit DoctorsCare.com to download the app today. Doctors Care. Feel better, faster. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, where we take action animation seriously, but not too seriously. I'm Zuhair Ali. I'm Jay Scotty St. Clair. And I am Andrew Rogers. One day we're going to add like a riff to this opener because it's just... It's getting more metal every week, and I'm sure that it shares with our excitement of My Hero Academia. All I was thinking. I was about to chime in and just be like, meow, meow. right at the end. <laughs> That's exactly what I envision. It's been, I've... We feel it. We yeah, feel I'm, your vibe. We feel I'm, your metal vibes, dude. Like, yeah. keep it up. <laughs> I love this. I love the sing, but one of my greatest regrets in this life so far is never learning an instrument. And I've tried to, you know, collaborate with a couple of musicians, and I've tried to find royalty-free music out there but i just can't find the sound that i'm looking for but i it's mm. it's i feel it inside me I know, <laughs> I know what i want and i'll know it when i hear it you need to get the deliberation band going one day yeah there we go <laughs> if you can get me my hands on a saxophone maybe we can make some things happen i do i do have that i'll give you the full jojo right at the end there just <laughs> nice <laughs> throwing in the my hero bass i didn't realize how much bass they put like in a lot of those uh, music parts of My Hero. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Real quickly, while we're talking about the theme song and music, shout out to Captain Game Show. What's, what's John? John Irons. Irons. John Irons. Yeah, shout out to John Irons. He <laughs> sent us a little put, uh, a little download via Dropbox of him uh, with a very specific rendition of our theme song that's very unique <laughs> to Captain Game Show. That's all I'll say. But yeah, we'll incorporate that into the show's the show soon because it's it's a delight and he's a delight oh no you guys are gonna have to listen to the whole thing to find it now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah check out captain game show and we still got our weekly reveals of she hulk and andor going on so check out our sibling podcast of marvel cinematic universe podcast and star wars universe podcast but we are here to talk anime and as you can tell i'm already excited about all the music in my hero academia so the first bit of news that we're going to open up with is that Crunchyroll has their own panel at New York Comic Con, which is happening as we speak. It is Thursday, October 6th of the time in this recording. And one of the panels that I'm very, very, very jealous of is that there is going to be a live orchestra performing the soundtrack of My Hero Academia. 
And I would love to go to Comic-Con for that one bit alone. I was so jealous when I heard that. The music is incredible. I've been speaking wonders of it since the show started. I'm so sad I'm missing that. (laughs) Well, friend of the show, Emily Sissel, uh, will be in attendance uh, conducting a panel of her own. So maybe you can convince her to uh, shimmy her way over to that and maybe Mm. get you you some footage. Oh, no, I'm going to have to expose more people to anime and get them to talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) Well, I think she had shared that she had watched at least a little bit of My Hero Academia, right? Because the the superhero bent. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember her bringing that up at, at some point or another. So for those that don't know, Emily Sissel is a teacher and her she's actually a presenter at Comic-Con this year and is talking about how she uses comics in the classroom. And she started actually like asking me a couple of questions about like if there's certain scenes within anime that can actually like hit her curriculum as well. So she is expanding to the anime verse to portray that. But like we're super proud of her that she got the opportunity to do that. It's really awesome. And I'm excited to watch the 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 video of her presentation because it happened at the time of this recording. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They also are going to have a panel about Chainsaw Man, which is coming out next week. We're going to add it to our our Overlord co- Overlord Overlord Overload <laughs> Corner. <laughs> I like Overlord. I don't know why that sounds a cool sound to it. Um. So Chainsaw Man is going to be part of that as well. We also have news that a Black Clover movie is coming, or announcement for a Black Clover movie is coming out next week. It's going to provide the details, possibly a trailer. Andrew, was it you that was Black Clover fan? Yeah. I, yeah. How are you I, feeling about that? Well, I'm like halfway through it right now, and it is is really good. It is creeping up to the Mount Rushmore. Like I would say it's Ooh. easy top 10 at this point. It's like it's stereotypically good, but they do a lot of things really well. And uh, a lot of the stuff I just went through art wise is like amazingly creative and cool. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to whatever the movie brings, because I think they've said it's going to like go back to the early seasons and like fill in a gap. So it's canon, not canon. So they can't mess with too much kind of thing. But I'm excited for it because it's been a lot of fun to get through so far. How long is the series so far? Uh, it's either 120 or 160 episodes. I cannot remember off the top of my head. So three-ish seasons? <laughs> no. Uh, it, it's like your usual 12-episode seasons, so they've just oh, okay. done oh. a lot of them. Wow. Yep, that is on my list, along with um, Hunter Hunter and Mob Psycho. Hunter so, Hunter is just as long. So uh, Mob is easy. <laughs> it's like 20 well, episodes. I'm going to have time to kill when I have surgery in January. So I'll I'll be playing anime catch up or probably having Marvel or Lord of the Ring marathons or something of the sort. Regardless, I'll have time. We'll get to one of these things. Uh, last bit of <laughs> <Eventually>. news. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> last bit of news. Studio Piero, which is the studio that animated Naruto and Bleach. Because it's Naruto's 20th anniversary, what they did is they had a YouTube video that took the most iconic scenes from Naruto and reanimated it to the modern style. So they like beefed it up and it looks beautiful. And instead of just like redoing the scenes, they actually had like this nine minute montage of the scenes playing to the openers of Naruto throughout the year. So whether you are a fan of Naruto or just want to watch some cool animation, you should definitely check it out. 
It's nine minutes. It brought a tear to my eye. It was so well done. And it's just, it, it, you appreciate like how good these things looked from a perspective of like, I started watching this when I was in middle school and it ended by the time I was in college and it looked phenomenal then. But to see it, like how it can be beefed up more, like it was such a tease because now I want like, a Kai version where they just have Naruto reanimated in the style, but take out all the extra filler and like compress it a little bit. It looks so great. I watched it like three, four times in a row and sent it to a bunch of people just as fan of animation. You guys should check it out. It's really good. Did you say it was uh, studio Perio's YouTube channel? Is that correct? Or where yes. is it? Okay. Which is it's a Japanese like name, but if you type in like Naruto reanimation, it's like the first thing that comes up. And okay. we can drop cool. the link in the socials because I want you guys to watch it. Right on. Send feedback on what you think. And now for our segment that we are experimenting with for the first time, there is a lot of stuff to watch. We don't have all the time to watch it. So we the shows that came out this week, we're gonna set a one minute timer. We're going to give our thoughts on it. If there's one that you guys feel that we need to talk about more, whether it's an arc breakdown or a season breakdown, or you guys want to hear more about it, make sure you hit us up on the DMs for all the socials. Send us a email at animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. Don't care if it's type. Don't care if it's voice. We just want to hear from you. Starting off, Spy Family, Season 1, Episode 13, Project Apple. Scoots, do you want to kick us off on that? Sure. And uh, just so I'm clear here, do I have a, it's a minute, uh, an entire minute to Spy Family, not a minute to talk about everything I want to talk about, right? A minute to Spy Family. Okay, cool. Yes, I will go ahead and start my timer. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed this episode. It um, contrasts pretty greatly with My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia has so much going on, and this is a, just such a smaller story, kind of more focused on these select few characters, but it seems like we have a new addition to the family or a new addition to the family in the works with Mr. Dog, uh, which I don't know if that's going to end up being his name, but I love it. And I want a dog <laughs> that says Borf. And I love that the, the voice actor, it's like they don't even really try to make him sound that much like a dog. It's clearly like a man doing like a dog impression. And uh, it was just a, a fun episode. I, I love this quirky family being thrown into, you know, different scenarios. And this one, they're kind of out and about in public um adopting a dog and uh the first place they go uh is is for you know spy trained dogs but then they end up at this adoption place and of course anya gets into all sorts of shenanigans with a terrorist plot and we kind of leave off on a a cliffhanger so i I really enjoyed what i I saw and i'm looking forward to the future of the season and that's my minute cool all right let me get mindset that minute goes a lot quicker. I was watching the timer like, oh, wait, he, there's still so much. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, while Zoo's getting set up, I'll just say a quick, I'm excited, but I'm like two episodes behind on Spy Family. So I am just yeah. like, okay, got to gun through these so that I can watch the new ones. So I'm, I'm very mm. excited to see what's happening. Yeah. All right, hitting mine now. Yeah, whenever I walk past the manga section at Barnes and Nobles, like I always tried avoiding the Spy Family stuff as much as possible. Sometimes I would see the cover that had Mister Dog on it. I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. People talk about it's like, hey, did you know about this? Just like, nope. Shut, just shut up. I don't want to know. And I'm glad that I waited because it didn't click to me that because everybody in the show has such a unique thing about them that of course the dog has a unique thing too. And being able to see in the future, Mm. like that's a thing. Okay. And of course, the action, the animation, 
All of it is beautiful. I'm laughing my ass off in every episode. It's just sheer perfection. I'm very excited to see because this is the first one that also wasn't very episodic. Like it actually left to a cliffhanger to where on the next episode we have to deal with like the ramifications of everything that happened here. Mm-hmm. And as much as I, I'm going to miss the opener and closing song because both of them are so good. But the closer that we have now, the animation of the story and everything around that looks so good. I mm-hmm. love every bit of it. Boom. Three seconds to spare. <laughs> couldn't tell if you guys could feel me like going fast forward towards the end <laughs> i saw andrew's eyes going like oh shit is he gonna make it <laughs> this whole minute thing's interesting now <laughs> i didn't realize until like we started doing it that i grabbed this from bingers assemble which is another one of our sibling podcasts mm-hmm. and they have a minute to talk about like the whole movie and then the next guest talks a minute about everything the first person missed and then they talk about like the specifics of it yeah, I've I've appeared on a, my fair share of uh, entries of Bingers Assemble, and I was kind of there when they made the transition from the two minute chaser, as they like to call it, to the minute chaser, and that was a very difficult transition. <laughs> I will say, I found myself running out of time very frequently. I only did it for the uh, what was the John Krasinski movie, A um, Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah, I did both of those. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so that was the only time that I got to be on. I'd love to be on again for some other stuff, but it's hard to get everyone's schedules together. But mm. yeah, check out that show. If there's a new movie coming out, you need to binge something. You don't have the time to do it. And speaking of other shows to check out, uh, I watched the Mob Psycho premiere this week. Mob Psycho season three. It premiered yesterday at the time of recording. So on the fifth. So I believe that's going to be dropping every Wednesday. I feel like we should also mention a uh, quick spy and my hero are both sunday premieres Mm -hmm. so just to get your calendars ready for what your weeks are going to look like because i think when chainsaw man hits that's like a thursday so it's just going to be all over the place but we will be recording thursday every week uh just so the listeners listeners know we will be doing everything prior to that thursday as opposed to after i don't know what chainsaw man's gonna look like but we'll figure Uh, out chainsaw man comes out oh date uh 11th i believe oh yeah that's the 11th uh bleach is on the 10th blue lock is on the 9th and mob psycho is on the 6th in japan yeah all right i'm gonna start my timer now since i'm the only one that watched this i'll try and do it as generally as possible so the mob premiere it was all right This show is so great about its character development, though, that I don't care. It was just like coming back with all of these old friends that you just love. Uh, Reagan Sensei is just the best big brother character almost ever. He is up there with the Gojos and the Kakashis of the world. Like he is just so caring and amazing with the things that he does. But this show is very zany and does not have to have this overarching story. But I still love that they came out of the gates, gave us the crazy animation that we've always had. And then the intro, Mob Psycho, just across the board, I think has some of the best animated intros that I've ever seen. Uh, I don't, the songs are all right, but the animation style that they bring to it is just literally like a piece of art. It's so good, so crazy. This new season did not disappoint when it came to that. So I'm just super excited for what else is going to come. It doesn't have to be anything special, but we just, they've sprinkled in enough things to tease us that I'm ready for it. How much time do you have left? Uh, I stopped at 58.89. That was exactly nice. when I hit the stop <laughs> button. So we're good. <laughs> One Could you imagine trying spare. to do this for a show like Andor She-Hulk that it like hit damn near an hour? 
I'm going to say an like, hour to a minute as opposed to like 15 minutes to a minute. Yeah, hmm. two things. It's just like a She-Hulk fought a person, and that's the entirety of my minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Law happened. <laughs> legal show, legal show, legal show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one more for Jay Scotty for Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Set your time, us, sir. All right, all right. And this is for the whole series? Well, uh, you know, last week I talked about I had kind of watched the first half. And uh, so this last week I kind of watched the back half. And it's kind of fitting because um, without, you know, too much of a spoiler, there is a little bit of a time jump. So it kind of naturally lends itself to having a a front half and a back half. But, uh, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about the series as a whole um, to avoid too many spoilers because I, I definitely do recommend checking it out. Uh, whether you're familiar with the video game or not so here we go yeah so this one was kind of a surprise to me i always had like a tangential interest in the cyberpunk game but uh upon release i noticed that they never released footage for the next or for the current gen consoles so it kind of made me wary and then the game had a less than stellar launch it was kind of plagued by bugs but they have continued to update the game uh, but this anime was was stellar. It came from uh, Studio Trigger, which has done a, a number of, of, of things we, we've discussed on the show. Um, Star Wars Vision, some entries there come to mind. And uh, the action, the story, the characters, the visuals are just amazing. And again, we've been talking about a mus- music a lot. But this, this show uses music to great effect to create this neo-future atmosphere and... You know, with all this technology kind of at the forefront, it's amazing that the the stories of humanity are as poignant as they are. And uh, it's made me want to go back and and visit the game. And apparently that's the case for a lot of people because they're seeing a record number of players with the latest update they did. Time in it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really interesting that it coincides with the game like that much. I kind Mm -hmm. of thought it was separate as with most properties where it's like movie is one thing, show is another thing, video game is another thing, like to kind of know that it's all melded together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I've used my minute here, but just to kind of like, if people aren't familiar, <laughs> this guy named Mike Pondsmith, he created this role-playing game called Cyberpunk and then CD Projekt Red kind of took the lore from that and continued it with their game. And then this series kind of fits right in between it serves, serves as a bit of a prequel for the video game while focusing on its own characters. That's really cool. Yeah. World building, man. It's, that's what we're here for. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Go, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, if anyone has any thoughts or feedback on our first anime overload corner, as uh, I think we're kind of dubbing it, I think it went pretty well. But if you have any other thoughts or again, shows you want to hear, uh, let us know. All right, and now that we got that out of the way, we can just splurge all of our thoughts on My Hero Academia. This is Season 6, Episode 1, A Quiet Beginning. And I do want to start off by saying I was very wrong with my prediction. <laughs> I thought it was going to be an episode just like the 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 photographer, the journalist, oh, quirk right. dude. Um, how the whole episode was just like a feedback on just reminding us on who's what and what's happening and everything that's happened. And no. This episode got straight to it, right? Where one ended, it's kind of like, shit's going down. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself because I just needed to make that point real quick. But (laughs) I am just excited at how quick it was like, we're ready to rock. Um, We've got some feedback. We've got a synopsis for you. Let's take it away so we can get to it. 
All right, I'll knock out this uh, synopsis first and foremost. So I hope everyone is ready to go beyond plus ultra. Season six, episode one, A Quiet Beginning. Through Hawk's reconnaissance, the professional heroes gather together after obtaining info on the hideout of the Paranormal Liberation Front, led by Shigaraki, and at the hospital where the doctor creates the Nomus. Finally, the all-out war between heroes and villains begins. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, it's go time now. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we finally got through that, though, because like I didn't know how I was going to say anything not spoilery about this episode. So like synopsis mm. is out there. Let's go. But uh, to start, I'll jump in with our feedback email and then we could kind of use that as a bridge to get into the conversation. So our cool. email came in from the lovely TJ Stafford. I feel like it's been a little while since we've heard from him. So it's kind of nice to get something again. So his email reads... I've never been one for subbed anime, and I'm not really, but I adore My Hero Academia so much, and I wanted to be a part of the conversation about the show, so I'm going to give it a try. I guess I'll just have to watch again when the dub comes out. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> As for the episode itself, talk about hitting the ground running. No flashback episode this time. They spent the first half setting up the board and explaining where everyone was assigned, and the second half was game on. I think there was a very fast-paced season, and I'm looking forward to all of your coverage. Signed, TJ Stafford. That means the world to me. The fact that we are worth following to the point that someone will actually tolerate subtitles. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Glad you're along for the ride. <laughs> you're my boy, TJ. You're my boy. <laughs> It's just one of those things, man, like for a show like this, you just can't, you can't risk the spoilers and oh, yeah. it's, it's not worth waiting for the dub to do that. I absolutely love the dub. I just yeah. did my whole rewatching dub and um, seasons four and five are the ones that I watched uh, in Japanese for the first time with the mm. subtitles and like went back and rewatched it. And aside from fat gum not being what I expected, like everything else was spot on. Like I love the, these voice actors are doing an incredible job on both ends. Yeah, yeah, I've only I, ever done the sub, so okay. no. I was I was gonna say, please, Jay Scotty. Oh, I was. I've watched the majority of the show through the dub, and I've really enjoyed the dub. I think they they tap some excellent talent, and the the characters all feel really unique. Like uh, Mineta comes to mind, for instance. He's got a little bit of a speech impediment, but it's just so fitting with him. But um, mm -hmm. I did watch a few episodes of season five with the sub, and I I still really really enjoyed this. I think the emotion and the urgency and the characters' voices, as well as a little bit of the desperation. And then like thinking of a character like twice, uh, the mm -hmm. comedy it, it's, it's all there. So it's just, it's a interesting change of pace, but, uh, I I'm still really enjoying it. So yeah, I think across the board, the, the talent is stellar. Yeah. Everything about this, uh, the animation quality as well. And now that the, the fight has officially begun, things are going to get crazy. Things are going to look wild and, Every episode is going to be a gut wrencher. I'm so excited. I'm I'm I know I'm going to like the anticipation of next episode already, but I'm so scared for Mirko. Oh, I know yeah. she came in super strong, but like against all those nomus and finding out like what these people are really up. Oh, it's going to be yeah. tough. She also reminds me of a starter Pokemon. I'm forgetting what it's called, but Andrew, score you know, bunny. Yeah, score bunny. She's, <laughs> she's, she's exactly a score bunny. Nice, nice. No, uh, you know. Talking about the animation quality, I think that scene with Mirko towards the end is what really stood out to me in terms of the action. Just seeing her high-flying, high-speed kicks and just the kinetic, kinetic energy behind them was really yep. impressive. 
And, you know, we've made the comparisons to the Marvel Universe, but uh, I, I saw it happening. I was like, oh, hallway fight, hallway fight, hallway fight. Yeah. She, zoomed through the, <laughs> she zoomed through the hallway like so quickly. Um, and then just to make another comparison, like the episode really felt like Infinity War to me, like a little bit like we've got all these mm-hmm. various factions and like the episode didn't spend too much time in, in one area, it kind of bounced around to check in um, with where all our characters are. And we didn't get to spend too much time with any one of them. Uh, but it really did like give that sense of like anticipation, the buildup. Like I kind of felt like a soldier myself, like waiting on mm-hmm. the front, waiting for things to kick off. Like the the shot heard around the world. Like it's yeah, it's and it's happening now. Yeah, there really was that feeling of like chills and almost sick to your stomach a little bit watching them all up on the hills on the front lines. Like you know they're running in. You know that not any one of these characters is really safe. Like, I agree. It's Infinity War. Thanos could win here. Like, anything yeah. could actually happen with the way this war is going. But yeah, it's just literally hitting the ground running with Mirko, especially. Like, ha- having no other knowledge besides, wait, muscly bunny girl over there. I want to know more about her to suddenly mm-hmm. watching her just kick all the butt and demolish that hallway like Mm. watching i watched it with monica and having her light up and be like all right another strong girl character i'm like let's go we're doing this she looked at me like i think she's my favorite like (laughs) it's just another one of those sprinkles in there but i agree it was just crazy but i love that it doesn't also have to be the action that you still had endeavor like just trying to corner the doctor and be like we Mm. don't have to do this you can come peacefully and shut down the Nomus, but if we have to, we're going to take out this entire hospital. Yeah. That that confrontation stood out to me too. I love the fact that they played it twice from like two different perspectives because the first time around when he said like, you know, give up, you're, you're caught, you pathetic, whatever he called him, you pathetic parasite. I can't, I can't remember his exact verbiage. He said it twice, so I should remember it, but P.O.S. Yeah, yeah. When the doctor like <laughs> kind of like looked over his shoulder and realized he'd been caught, like the pure terrified expression on his face, like yeah, that was one of the standout moments. I, I it was funny this week between watching this show and um, Spy Family, the reactions of characters were were some of the stuff that stuck with me the most. It was the doctor's reaction, and then Kaminari when he was like, "Why am why am I, why am I on the front?" And he's like completely <laughs> black and white, and he's just like ghost white and terrified. And then uh, going back to Spy Family for just a second, it was when they were at the adoption, uh, the first the first pet store, and um, uh, Twilight realized they were all like trained dogs, and he's like, they don't look very cute or like you know approachable or very smart. And then when Anya turns around and she just has this like sullen look, and he like freaks out. He's like, oh no, it's a no. She hates them. It was so hilarious. I love. And the, even Yora was just kind of like, what is going on here? Like, why are these the picks? Yeah, yeah. The the reactions are so extreme. It's it's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> Andrew shared a great meme about that too. It's like all the dogs up against the glass. And it's like all the animes that are coming out. Uh, and then it's okay. Anya turning around and it's just like anime or my lack of sleep. Yeah, my sleep Brand. schedule. Uh-oh. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to the to the MCU comments. I think about the the fake scene from the Infinity War trailer of Cap and Okoye and Hulk and all running in. And mm-hmm. then you the, the the iconic scene of Endgame where it's like scrolling through and you see all those heroes. 
when it zoomed out on both of those departments and you got to see everybody. And then like while the the narrator is speaking and you go through like all these teams, that's like we have people from like every season. We have the the bunny trio from the summer camp. We have gum. We have other classmates. We have class A, class B. Everybody's talking about these professional licenses and just the sheer amount of talent. And we talk about how incredible it is that this show makes us care about everybody in the class. When this little flyby happened of everybody, it's amazing how many heroes they make us care about that have only come up for like seconds at a time. We've seen people as part of raids and being attacked and losing their powers. And it's like, I recognize damn near every one of these people. Yeah. I can't remember their names, but I know their power. I know the emotion that they felt. I know how important they are to other people. And it's just the, the, the it's, I know it's season six and I know we've only seen people a little amount, but for me to have that moment of seeing all these faces was just mind blowing. And you talk about Kaminari's expression and it's just, it's amazing. Like the balance, like, yeah, you have the Bakugo and Todoroki of just the confidence of going in. And then mm. you have Midoriya and Kaminari and it's kind of like we can do this but I'm nervous and this and that and then you have um I'm sorry Kirishima and then you have Kaminari and the mushroom girl and just like the absolute fear of the situation because this isn't our first raid I was uh pleasantly surprised to see the edge shot was leading one of them because he was the one that stepped in during the the League of Villains raid the last mm, time that yes. we saw All Might fight, and he was the one that was kind of like, "All right, we got this tied up, we're good to go," and then shit went crazy. So it's like you feel this redemption part coming out of like his entry here because we haven't seen him in a big capacity since then. Well, because honestly, as much as they give all of these other great characters their time in the light, he may be the only one that's gotten snubbed because he's number three, or he was number three, I guess number two. Now that. All Might's out of the picture, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that was why he was leading the other team. Is like All Might was one. Hawks and, two. Yeah, Endeavor's number one, Hawks is number two. Okay, I could I know Ed Shot was still up there, but it feels okay. like yeah. of all of the upper tier heroes, he has been slept on, so I agree. It's nice to finally see him, you know, leading all of this. But yeah. um well, with the mention of the hero rankings and Hawks, I do want to get to Hawks because he had one of my favorite parts of the episode as well. But I, I want to piggyback off of um, some things that came up with like, you know, having that kind of splash shot where we get to see all these heroes. Um, I, I do want to point out that Wash always like stands out to me with his like wild eyed look and the fact that he's just like a washer, washing machine, like running into battle. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. I love, again, the, the imagination of the show, the fact that that is a power. Someone's quirk is that they're <laughs> A washing machine is just great. I watch, to me. I watch, but, I watch, I watch, I watch. Uh, you know, in game and Infinity War, we're obviously like pulling from the the classic comics where it was not an, uncommon to like you know open up a a comic book and have a two page splash where you see multiple heroes and villains kind of clashing with each other, and uh, that was another thing that stuck out to me with the episode. Like even with like the introduction, like they're incorporating the onomatopoeia with like words like thud and rumble, and they're done in this kind mm-hmm. of like comic sans kind of pulpy style and i think it really works for the show it's it's done stuff like that in the past but i felt like the visuals like even like the little like cards character cards that you get with scene transitions like they felt much more like comic book covers than they have in the past where they felt a little more like standardized or like informational like 
date character database entries or something like that. So I yeah. really appreciated that aspect. And it made me think of like, there's a member of class B whose head is basically like a speech bubble and his power mm-hmm. is like using <laughs> onomatopoeia. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be in- interesting to see how that would work having him in the intro. Yeah. He's the I new know. decorator of it. There we go. His, his quirk has gotten so powerful that he just hits all of these <laughs> narrator, uh, narrator dialogues. And for He's your reference, Ed Shot is number four now. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was just okay. about to say. But yeah, we kind of did all this. We didn't even start with the intro. I haven't always loved the My Hero intros, but I feel like this one has been strong uh, in terms of both song and what we actually saw on the screen. Hmm. I like what I saw on the screen. I thought the song was okay. Yeah, th- I think yeah. they're weird. And that's why I say I'm not always the biggest fan about their intros is they don't always line up in terms of tone. Like sometimes the song is really epic and what you see is okay. And then there's been other seasons where it's like, we're showing all the big major fights with the villains and it's kind of a slow orchestral song. And I'm just like, this doesn't quite jive with what I want to see. But Mm. uh, do you remember with, uh, with demon slayer season two, how we have like this jolly song. And then like, as this intense fight sequences is going on, it's like, this doesn't fit. Why is yeah. the song here? And then eventually just got to the point. It's like, oh, we're just skipping the theme song. That's how bad things were getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. because they had the flashy character. They needed the flashy intro. That's just yeah. how it works. I absolutely love the song. Uh, yeah, I feel like the music alone with the series is just so incredible that as much as I like the animation for the opener, it's it's worth skipping. It's like if I'm binging, I watch it once and just kind of go through. But it's, I think that that's fair. as long as the music during the show is a banger, that's all I care about. Which my hero is top tier when it comes to in-show music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. hundred out of ten. Yeah. Well, I, I want to ask you guys a question because I it took me until this season to notice. Did you guys realize that the doctor is the same doctor that like diagnosed at the like episode one, when we found out that Izuki didn't have uh, a quirk, you just blew my mind. I had no idea. Wow. Like I need to go back and verify, but I, they look very similar. I need you to verify right now. I, <laughs> I, I we're not waiting think, on this, this. I don't second. think I have Crunchyroll logged in. I expect on my confirmation. Laptop. Well, but it wasn't until he made the mention of, Oh, I've been hiding out and I have all of these different clinics I've been running. I was like, wait a minute. Does that mean we've seen him before? And it kind of like all of the pieces fell into place at that exact moment. Um, Interesting. Well, while you're looking that up, I didn't make that connection. And if it ends up being the case, my mind will be blown. But um, I found I I never paid attention to his name. The fact that his name is Garaki, but his name was said so many times. Like I like noticed the connection between Shigaraki and Garaki. And I was like wondering what the the connection was there is if it just happens to be a coincidence because we have other characters that names their names are kind of like similar but i was so focused on this doctor looking like the dude from sonic that now i'm just really blown away about this <laughs> eggman or eggman or robotnik whichever you know whichever one floats your my boat. fancy <laughs> yeah it's kind of a race rasagul situation <laughs> yeah they look so similar <laughs> Like, I guess he's gotten new glasses in six years, but holy crap. So are you saying the doctor in the first episode or are you saying he looks doctor similar in the to first Eggman? episode? OK, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I cool. I had to go back and try and like look up a picture, but 
it, if that's the case, that's just like more credit to the pre-planning that this show has had. Like we've talked about how they always make sure that there's a reason the things are happening. It's not just like, oh, there's bad guys. Like if the bad doctor was there the whole time, what if he stole his quirk from birth? And then that's, like, what that's I'm why seeing he doesn't on have these a quirk. Posts now. I'm seeing all these, all these um, threads of My Hero Academia season six sees the return of Deku's doctor. And some fans believe he stole Deku's quirk when he was a child. That's oh wow! I can't yeah. handle that. That's too much. Whoa! <laughs> I just derailed everything that you guys wanted to say. Oh but... my god! It's one of those things where it's like not much happened, but there was a level of intensity of it that just kind of has you amped up with how freaking good the show is. And I'm with the focus on how intense Shigaraki's power is. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't want heroes to just be perfectly fine afterwards, but I'm so scared to what's going to happen. Because with the sheer number of heroes that we have, like, which ones are we going to lose? Yeah, and I mean, I'm also just going to say, they put out that big piece of information at the end of the last season with, um, and I'm going to forget his name now as well, the Portal Gate villain, and Aizawa and... Mike, what was that? Warp. Warp. Well, like, he has... Uh... It's like Karugi or something? <laughs> yes. Karugi. Karugi. Yeah. Like, there's that whole other, like, kind of inkling of a storyline that could be going on in the background because Aizawa was not messing around when he got his hands on the Doctor. I was like, oh, this could be bad. This could Karugiri. actually be where we see him snap, finally. Kurogiri. Kurogiri, Kurugiri. okay. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, you're right about Aizawa, and I, I felt it from Present Mike, too. And uh, I, I noticed when they were, like, getting ready for battle, like, Present Mike used breath breath spray. I appreciated yeah. that. I was like, Zoo, were you Andrew, of- Andrew, yes! <laughs> <laughs> we're pointing at each other. No one can see. But we're I've just been like- waiting to say that. <laughs> What's happening? There's this character in Jujutsu Kaisen that has, like, cursed speech, and oh, okay. he speaks in um, when he's in not ingredients. Cursed. He he speaks in ingredients so he doesn't accidentally curse people. So like okay. if he says like stand up, like you're forced to do what he says type of thing. Okay. So he'll tell people to crush and explode, but like the intensity of his power, he needs to have like uh like cough syrup or some type of like throat suppressant afterwards. Oh, and okay. he needs to have it, otherwise like he loses his voice and he can't use his power. There's a limitation. So when okay. <laughs> I'm sure when Andrew as well, it. when yeah. he saw him do it, it's like, oh my God, he's getting ready for this. Just like this guy from Jujutsu Kaisen would. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I'm so uh, glad we just had that moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I appreciate about this show and what a lot of anime are doing now is that they're moving away from like the indestructible hero or the indestructible villain, like the, the Superman complex, right? Where it's like for every power that somebody is given, there is a very clear and distinct weakness. Mm. And it is awesome to have that and to be able to keep track of flaws and stuff because it makes it a lot more interesting and it it gives more credit to the writers of actually being able to have the creativity to understand like creative can build whatever she wants, but she needs to understand the chemistry of it. So she has to be really smart and she needs time and it takes like the lipids from her body. And the the fact that all of these things are a part of every single character that comes up. And we have already mentioned how amazing every single character here. Like, I don't think they have a flop in any way. 
it's mm. it's just impeccable. And now seeing this throughout other animes where it's like this dude has a great curse where he can just destroy whatever, but he loses his voice. And now seeing it present, Mike, like, yeah, you can blow away a shitload of stuff, but like you need to take care of your throat. Right. That level of writing, that level of um, uh, like liability, I guess, and weakness is just it's such an important thing to have. Yeah, well, because we also saw the flaw, and it might even be foreshadowing, in Aizawa this episode, of mm-hmm. the mention by the doctor, or by the fake doctor as it came to be, of, oh, your vision shutdown power doesn't work on Twice's clones. Yeah. That'll be helpful. Or Erasure, yeah, your Erasure doesn't work on the clones. That'll be helpful. So that just puts him at a disadvantage of the fact that he now has to probably deal with Twice at some point. So there mm-hmm. is that extra level of, okay, now we have to think about what their next steps are going to be. And even if that was just a little note to the fans of, Hey, it doesn't work here. So that's why he didn't see through it. Like, right. It, it also just then leads down into the detail of this show that like, they're putting in these nods, they're acknowledging the flaws, but like they didn't need to have a scene of present Mike doing the little breast spray but mm-hmm. because like I, that's part of how they endear us to these characters is having those little moments and it's just perfection. Well, that's the, the perfect uh, transition here for me because you, you bring up how endearing these characters are and we obviously love these heroes, but even with the mention of twice, like that was one of my favorite moments of the episode too, the interaction between Hawks and twice and like Hawks acknowledging now that you've recovered from this trauma, you're actually like the biggest threat you can create this army mm-hmm. all on your own and just to see how like someone can be a villain but still be good natured and how trusting and likable twice actually is and like you know how how he defended um Hamiko, i believe her name is his comrade from the league of villains that has the blood draining power i i think her name's Hamiko. oh yes uh, i thought being with a t uh, uh they they do a lot of the last name first name mishmash is in this show so yeah anyway the fact that he's like he tells hawks he's he's good natured and and hawks like says it back to him and as much as hawks is you know gaining uh participating in subterfuge here it feels genuine and like twice is just on the wrong side of this battle but depending on what perspective you have he might be on the right side and um i just always appreciate that nuance that the bad guys aren't you know Strictly Toga. bad guys. You can kind of Toga. It is Himiko. So Toga. Himiko. Himiko. Toga. Toga. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's all I wanted to say. Really. Yeah. I and it is that interesting thing of I don't think they're going to give twice a hero turn, but he is so well meaning that it would be okay because he just wants to do what like he believes is right, whatever that may be. Yes, he did some bad things when he was a Yakuza member. But like mm-hmm. he's still just defending his friends and he's trying to put his best foot forward. But uh, it was interesting to kind of get that hierarchy in uh, the not League of Villains anymore. The paranormal par- liberation front. They need to work on their branding. That's like a terrible, <laughs> terrible name. <Yeah. laughs> it tells you nothing about what they're doing. Yeah. But yeah, that hierarchy was a, just a nice, interesting add on of like, OK, what does it mean that Hawks isn't at the top? And also, have we seen Hawks? Do we know what side he's fighting on right now? 
Like, obviously, he's going to fight for the heroes, but is he on the front lines or is he like? No, he's with the villains right now. Was that flashback or was that current? That was current. You had the one month earlier flashback. I think that was the conversation with Twice because he mentioned Shigaraki like being going off, like enhancing his power. That's why Hawks couldn't see him. But then I think everything else took place in the present. Um, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. But Endeavor also said, like, I was prepared. I got listened to your message. So now it's. Maybe he is keeping himself under wraps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because there is the argument to be made that this attack doesn't work. So they're still going to want their man on the inside. Hmm. But. I wonder if they suspect anything. There is always that, like, hmm, how did this information get out there? So you have, what, a four-month time skip about? Sound, sounds right to me. I don't I'm still doing my, I'm doing my season five rewatch, and when Endeavor got the book, it was like, you oh, have okay. four months to prepare. Yes. yes. I don't believe there's actually a time skip, though. Like, I think we see pretty much everything that goes on, because if it was an actual four-month time skip, they would have graduated that year of school by now like i'm just thinking about the school calendar in my head like we saw most of that four months at least from them in their internship perspective while all of that was probably going on in the background yeah we had the holiday party and then the the provisional license internship so yeah i I guess it has been occurring in real time but um i did want to speak on the the hierarchy that you mentioned like the vanguard the various vanguard squadrons and I don't really remember who wound up where, but I remember when Brown came up, I kind of felt like with Spinner and Compress, it was like, okay, Brown is the one that I wouldn't want to end up on. And it kind of reminded me of that scene out of uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs where like they all get assigned their names, like Mr. Mr. Pink and whatnot. It's like, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? Like, why do I have to be Mr. Brown? I don't want to be Mr. Brown. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, the the uh, worst thing was I got laughing at that whole scene just after we joked about Spinner being a Ninja Turtle last week, right. I was just, I had yeah. to pause because I started laughing. I'm like, no, I need to pay attention here. <laughs> I definitely, but this is, <laughs> I definitely thought about that. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look up what all the different departments were. I knew there was like an action squad, a, uh, a re- reconnaissance squad. Are you talking the villains or the heroes? The villains. I was having so much trouble like reading the subtitles and looking at the graphics, which were also in Japanese. So I was trying to, yeah, yeah my my brain wasn't processing that. And that's one thing I need to give Mappa a lot of credit for uh, for Jujutsu Kaisen is when you watch the English version of something, they strategically put the English translation into the scene, like overlay it, so it yes. doesn't take over the Japanese. But it's on screens that you can conveniently read it and understand. It's very cleverly done. Yeah, um, that's, but that did not happen here. <laughs> yeah, that I was about to say. They've always done that. Like when you right, get so those have... character cards and it's just completely on the other side of the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I need to see both. <laughs> All right, so we have the Tactics Regiment, the Intelligence Regiment, the Guerrilla Warfare Regiment, and the Support Regiment. Okay. Brown being Support. Okay, makes sense. Violet is guerrilla warfare. Um, this region has the color code Carmine. What's Carmine's Carmine? like a red? Okay. Thank you. I had no idea. Black for tactics. No problem. 
cool beans. Yeah, this is going to be a fun season. I need to have mm-hmm. the crying tissues ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is also that weird question of, is this only going to be the first half of the season, or are we getting 24 Probably. whole episodes of War? Because I, I don't know if we can end this in only 12 episodes. Like, there's so much that they've already teased that we're going to see just between all of these factions. So, like, what else? What else is there? I mean, we got to have another school thing at some point. It can't be just a war. That's true. Classes uh, must resume. How wild is it that there's still just a couple of students sitting at school? It's like, where are all the teachers? <laughs> The class is canceled, yeah. guys. We have to go fight. <laughs> Get called it, up in the reserves. It's just all the business students. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> all the business abortions. I was oh, there. And this is just kind of coming up for me. I don't think we discussed it when we did our primer episode, but there's still the ongoing like threat of the fact that there's a spy within UA high school. So I'm wondering now that like these these two oh, warring yeah actions are going up against each other if that's going to come to a head in any way because they haven't really given any inkling as to who the spy could be like they have not oh, no. tipped a well, hand the at episode any point. that i just watched the principal was talking about how because of the dorm program he doesn't feel there is one anymore and that's why they resume oh okay i literally just watched this episode that's why it's like fresh in my head and that's why I they resume the, the program. Okay. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, I do remember that being a thing, but it's it's still, I expect them to go back to that at some point or another because it feels like too juicy a plot line just to have resolved yeah. in such a nonchalant way. Yeah, because I know what happened because there was one point where everyone was going at each other's throats like, well, if we think there's a spy, then what if you're the spy? What if I'm the spy? And it's kind of like, okay, we need to settle down and you know, recoup. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's like somebody had to bring that up. And if it was just a matter of like, okay, from process of elimination, we got rid of that. Now we're back on track to the task of hand. I'd be okay with that. Fair enough. Yeah. But if somebody like Yari Rosu was just kind of like, I was the plant all along. Then I'd be like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who is the most unassuming? Who could it be? The principal, Who indeed. Who indeed? Oh, the principal. It's just <laughs> it's the perfect crime. <laughs> uh, destroy all of humanity. Uh, well, since it <laughs> since it feels like we're winding down, there is one more note that I want to add because I just looked up uh, while we were trying to find the factions or the you know organizational structure of the league. I found out that all of the Nomus have names. Um, oh wow. Because we have Johnny that we know, which is like the little transport. Oh, yeah, movie. Johnny. Um, oh, poor Johnny. I am just going to read these other ones <laughs> off because obviously there's no way to describe, but like they are all Fuck just Johnny's as silly. <laughs> they are all still just as silly as Johnny. So we have Johnny, obviously. Mocha. Woman. Ribby. Robot. Elef. And Chubbs. <laughs> i just really want yeah, a scene that's, where that's, they that's get great. like their own character cards of like the names of the <laughs> yeah. nomus now and it's just like chubs that's my guy 
<laughs> uh, yep. yep. I like it. Oh, I'm I sure like Aizawa and President Mike love that. <laughs> Do we think that they were named by the doctor or that this is just like Bakugo yelling things at them at some point? probably twice it's... naming them. <laughs> it's like we have to name our pets. Oh, jeez. There's no way Dobby cares enough. No. He's definitely my favorite of the villains, just his whole sinister look and the blue flames and everything. Like, oh. He's the only villain it, Funko I have. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's funny just hearing his name aloud, even though like I watched the the dub and heard it for whatever reason. It's only since I started like thinking about the character in terms of like preparing for this podcast and everything like that. I always think of the Harry Potter house elf whenever Dobby. I hear Dobby now. Dobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. Any, any last thoughts on. There we <laughs> Forget a sock. I'll take a quirk. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Any, any final thoughts on the episode before we get to plugs and uh, mosey on out of here? <laughs> the quirk is that you can have a sock come over your feet at any time. <laughs> Just producing socks out of thin yeah, air. As you get cold, it just like wraps around your foot. Oh, yeah. No, that's it for me. I'm very scared and very excited. Saturday slash Sunday can't come soon enough for all this. And I am in the same boat where it's like I watch My Hero first and then Spy Family to kind of calm myself down. I think that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, gentlemen, anything you want to let the people know about? Just the usual 323 with Reed Murphy to talk about uh, football picks and just kind of what happened every week. Um, we'll have more information for you on Emily Sissel's panel once she gets back because that's very exciting and we would love to celebrate with her. We would love if you would celebrate with her as well. Keep an eye on all of our sibling shows and strandandpanda.com and that's it. Yeah, and uh, speaking of sibling shows, uh, this upcoming Monday, I am helping to record uh, source pages for the Black Adam movie, as any of you who listened last week know, I am very excited for that movie because I freaked out when I realized I didn't have tickets. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm i super excited for that. That is going to be a ton of fun. Those comics uh, were really interesting to pick out, and I think the movie itself is going to be really interesting. Uh, so keep an eye out for that on the feeds. And that movie is coming in like a week and a half, two weeks. So that should mm -hmm. be coming out sometime between now and then. And then besides that, as always, just all of our social media. Uh, I think that'll probably be the place that we post when we do get the information on Emily Sissel's panel or any of the other stuff that we've talked about. I will try and make sure that that goes up uh, on our story or shared on Facebook or anything like that as time goes on. Very cool. Uh, uh, for my time, I'll just say, you know, uh, send us some feedback. It was great to be able to read some feedback from TJ. You can write in, you can send a voice memo that we will play on air for you. Uh, Animation Deliberation Podcast at gmail.com is the best place to do that. And also, you know, if, if you appreciate what we're doing here, uh, giving the show a review or sharing it uh, with, you know, people that are as passionate about animation and anime as we are, uh, definitely would appreciate that. So, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in this week and keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. Oh, 
I saw the finger a moment too late. What you got? <laughs> I was going to say just how Anya needs her stars to succeed. So do we. Yes. Yes. <laughs> B plus ultra and stay whelmed. Uh, and until we get a review that I will read the next one we get on the show. Muscle, muscle. I am Groot. 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 Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Stuck at home with allergies or a cold? Need a prescription refilled? We're here for that. Get access to virtual urgent care fast from home through the free Doctors Care app. Our expert providers are online to help you seven days a week and can see patients ages three years and older. And there's no cost at the time of your visit with insurance. See a provider in minutes. Visit DoctorsCare.com to download the app today. Doctors Care. Feel better, faster. Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicklaus. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time. If you love what you do, First of all, your work ethic is going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it. And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to.